You're listening to CISO Secret Podcast, brought to you by Checkpoint. And now, welcome your host, Grant Asplund. Hey, welcome, 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 everyone. It's so great to have you here for another episode of CISO Secrets. My name's Grant Asplund. I'm thrilled and excited to be here. You know, this is where we get to talk to just some amazing global CISOs and security executives. I mean, it's just an amazing program for me. Uh, it's really an honor. And I'll tell you, you know, we've had some amazing guests and we are not going to disappoint today. I mean, this is amazing. Now, normally, you know, if you listen to the program, I'll go through and I'll read their LinkedIn profile and kind of give you the whole lowdown. But you can go do that on your own after I make the introduction, because uh, listen, if you've uh, been some of, on some other planet, maybe you didn't know that this company that he's the global security leader for is uh, had some 3.7 billion downloads. They got some 1 billion users globally. I mean, every day, every quarter, they've got some 700 million active users. I just heard that stat this morning. You guessed it. It's TikTok. And we are so lucky. I mean, I'm really excited uh, to have a chance to talk to Roland Cloutier. He's the global security executive for TikTok. And Roland, welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's a heck of a buildup. I, I, I better be good. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, man, this is it. I don't know how you could be on the planet without knowing or without hearing or using or making a living on TikTok. I mean, it's it, you know, I, that was the news story this morning. A couple of people, you know, that are making millions. But hey, before we get into the questions and, and, and the, the conversation, maybe just some Z axes, because I looked through your LinkedIn profile and, you know, I'd love to hear how you went from I think it was uh, Air Force uh, police, maybe you can explain all the way now, obviously, uh, leading global security for TikTok. Yeah, it's 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 really a short story, to be honest with you. You know, it's interesting. I started my career in uh, um, in the in the military and federal law enforcement. Um, and, it, you know, was it, during that process doing investigations. And in the time, it's when technology was just taking off. You know, every investigation we started having had something to do with a computer or having to do forensics or something like that. Had a good friend that convinced me to go back to school uh, for computer science. Um, I did dip my toe into that, you know, dark world of commercialism and just got sucked into loving the technology and, wow. and being able to do that. And uh, ended up going out and working for, uh, you know, a couple big companies, uh, building a couple companies, and then uh, went down the path of being a chief security officer with uh, EMC Corporation and ADP, and uh, now here, of course, at, at TikTok. So uh, wow. it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. So give our listeners some perspective on what's it like to be a, a CISO at at TikTok, I mean, uh, in a business like TikTok, uh, how would you describe that role? You know, it's a tale of two stories. First, it's the it's the it's 
the best job in the world, right? If you think about it, I, I'm, a, I'm a CSO of a converged security organization with 19 different disciplines protecting the last sunniest corner of the internet. And, and from, from the, the focus of the company, it is the top issue. When we think about protecting our community, when we t think about uh, how we discuss um, moving forward um, strategically as an organization, the first topic is trust and security and and you know that's that's my job so that's great on the second part of it we got a billion users on our platform that we need to secure and protect right uh and so the criticality and and viewing this like critical infrastructure mm -hmm. um is uberly important to us and so we you know um the job is it's it's really important we get it right and it's really important that we execute every single day so uh what's it like um it's 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 fun um but it's serious work and and it's uh, a heck of an opportunity that i was fortunate enough uh to take on yeah so what type of ciso are you i mean uh, uh strategic operational how do you view yourself <laughs> um, that's a black and white answer, I guess. Um, predominantly, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm an operations, uh, you know, uh, person. I'm, you know, we have to have policies, we have to have controls, we have regulatory things that we have to attest and verify and certify to, and, and drive a lot of different things. But the reality is that takes operational excellence, and we have mm -hmm. a credo here, you know. Um, uh, you know, urgency, excellence um, is just part of, of, of how we operate. Um, what I would say, though, is that it, it's, it is a complex role, meaning mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, at an operations level, we have to make sure that all of our data protection, business operations protection, digital crimes teams integrate across a spectrum of threat and incident management and, uh, and a whole bunch of different areas. Um, but it's strategically important for the organization because any product we take to market has to be secure. So mm. making sure that we have the focus on our capabilities, on our people, on our technology. Um, and, and then again, I guess the final part of this answer that is, is important is um, I have to be the face of trust and, and not mm -hmm. just the face, but I have to prove it. When I sit down with regulators around the globe, when yeah. I sit down with consumer groups, um, we have to have the capability, the technology and the assurance that these things are in place. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit of public trust there as well. So it's, it's, it's many jobs in one, but at the end of the day, we have to execute. So operations it is. Got it. So I'm interested in hearing, you know, with all of, and I mean, with the world now being remote, all of the users primarily, how's that impacted you, your team overall? Uh, you know, the, the world today is, is a, is a remote world. I, I think, you know, we have shift, we've always had shifting threat landscapes. We've always mm -hmm. had changing, um, uh, issues that we have to urgently respond to. I mean, I remember telling a story a couple of years back where um, we we had implemented a, a very specific threat technology that cost millions of dollars, and we had it up for like a day. And yeah. you know the you know the bad guys were using um, ML modeling against our threat defenses. Were able to understand the controls we put in place and went to a secondary playbook they had in place, right, and changed mm. the same day. 
Um, mm. And so that's what we deal with um, on a daily basis. I don't, I don't think this really changes what we do. You have to have a standard set of capabilities and, and, and services that you can deliver to, to protect the organization and the business and the people. And, and then you have to have over the horizon threat analysis capabilities. You know, we, mm. we focus a lot on our, our intel and our risk management um, to huge functions that have to work in concert together. First, on the intel side to really look and understand what's happening in, against our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, on platform, off platform, in adjacencies, and then really study what's happening in different parts um, of the threat world, if you will, and be able to to understand how that potentially could impact us so we can move our technologies around and our defenses around and our programs. And then from a risk management standpoint, how does that really impact our quote-unquote business? How do we think about that? And, and, and how do we ensure that we're making the right things that balance compliance assurance with the commitments we've made to, to our community and to our, to our users, and then make those, those right decisions um, of, of what things we have to prioritize? Um, mm. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts, but mm. what I will say is that it, you know, it, it changes um, how we find our people and, you know, and how we get them to engage together as a team I mean, just right. as a people. Um, how do you get someone that's used to working in a, you know, critical incident response center or a fusion center, and then, um, you know, having them work independently while we're working through, you know, these COVID issues. These are, these are all management and people issues that right. I think we've all had to learn as an industry. Yeah, I'd agree. So, you know, when we talk to enterprises, we often talk about the journey to the cloud, right? As they're making that move. But, you know, that that's not necessarily a conversation I could have with TikTok because, I mean, you're born in the cloud. So I'm curious if there are lessons or anything that you can share around securing such a massively scaled platform. Uh, I, I think from from my point of view, it 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 changes in that only um, your 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 controls, your 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 people, your workforce, um, you you change what they do, um, meaning uh, you still have to have controls in your environment. You still mm-hmm. have to have risk programs. You still have to have the ability to manage and monitor across platform. Of course, it has to scale with, right. you know, with a, with a billion users and um, in data centers in the United States and Singapore, making sure that um, that growth capability and that defensive operation position is, is, is there, but, you know, understanding the, the business that you're protecting is really the most important part of this. You know, we're, we're a by design organization, which means from the time that we um, ideate to the time that we deliver, security and privacy um, is built in by design. It's mm-hmm. part of um, even before you start designing, you have to design how, your, how the quality components of security and privacy are embedded into the product. And so as you carry, carry that forward, it doesn't matter what your operating environment is, um, as long as you understand how it's positioned, how the technology works, um, and where those security components come into place. I, I think for people who are doing the migration, it's important to understand that enterprise security is very, very different than the cloud platforms and cloud compute. And that as you're doing the migration, you're 
people have to migrate. What are you, you know, if you have, uh, you know, I use this example all the time, but, you know, firewall engineer one is a job spec. I don't think they're going to have that in two years anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're going to have cloud engineers. You're going to have certain platform type engineers or analysts in, in the type of work they're doing. So how are you changing your workforce? How are you changing the people that you're bringing into the organization? What type of new skill sets do they need to be successful? Mm-hmm. And then how are you altering um, your service delivery capability to match that of where your business is operating? I think those are some key components that folks need to think about. Yeah. You know, and I, I, one of the other questions that I have here is, you know, if you at TikTok have experienced the lack of technical resources to hire, you know, certainly we know that's something um, that's a global issue, right? There's a shortage and, you know, how have you addressed it? How have you dealt with it? Yeah, I I think, you know, obviously, as the threat landscape changes and our mission changes and new products come out, we continue to grow and morph and grow and morph and and our jobs change. And and, and we keep an eye, uh, you know, a real close eye on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think our our focus on our practitioners um, and it doesn't matter which one of the disciplines you are uh, you're, you're in is how do we develop them? And how we develop them internally and how we develop them coming from our partners in higher education um, all the way back to early education. You know, we have to create a pipeline that's 10 years out. I mean, if you think Mm -hmm. about it, engaging in programs like uh, cyber jujitsu or, you know, other organizations that are helping people in high school, uh, men and women in university um, train and be educated and then come into the workforce. Uh, So we start there. We also look at transitioning from different industries like government or military or mm-hmm. um, uh, other places that are interested in coming into, you know, large global um, platform defense type technologies. And then internally, um, one of our focus areas being a converged security organization is where do our practitioners want to go? Maybe you're in risk management today, but tomorrow you want to be leadership in a fusion center. What does that mm-hmm. career progression look for you? Look like mm-hmm. for you? So we spend a lot of time focusing on where our people want to go and how that's going to help our pipeline going forward. Um, and of course, when we find super great uh, people that's uh, looking to join TikTok or coming even potentially from other areas within the business, it's always great um, to give those opportunities as well. So uh, we kind of have a multi-prong approach to it, and uh, we've been doing okay so far. One of the absolute keys to retention, it seems, because resources are so critical, is internal training, internal development, and really focusing on uh, ways to keep them busy and engaged and and, and uh, contributing. I think that seems common. Um, and but I'm curious, you know, as computing, you know, overall and security is really you know, that Petri dish is tilting left, right? I mean, it's everything's going left. And how do you bridge that gap as it shifts left and yet you still want to foster that uh, security culture overall? How do you deal with that? Yeah, so um, I think two comments. I, so first about practitioners, um, first is 
we find that if you hire right and hire people that want to be into the mission, right? And when you sit back and you say, do you want to defend the last sunniest corner of the internet and, and what it means, um, that you get people that are interested in what does it mean? Themselves. That, Explain that, that means- when you say that. I've, you, you, you said it earlier and I didn't yeah. pull on it. I want to hear it. Yeah. So, you know, we've been we've been um, called the last sunniest corner of the Internet, a place where, you know, people can come to be their authentic self, to 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 deliver what they want to deliver as themselves to the world, to engage um, in what makes them happy. That's not easy to keep, you know, uh, sanctified, if you will, (laughs) on platforms. I mean, think about the threat landscape we have. Think about the things we have to think about. Mm. Um, you know, state-sponsored issues, um, authenticity on platform, um, uh, organized crime attempting to use online technology for fraudulent purposes, mm. and on and on and on. Um, mm. That's a big threat scope. And so yeah. our, our focus is to engage our practitioners in understanding that and what they're really defending for over a billion people from across the globe. And in and it is their responsibility. It's our joint responsibility to make sure they can do that. And so getting up every morning and say, how do I do that? How do I make sure that this continues to be a happy place? Um, you know, we've, you know, many of us have defended, you know, uh, you know, governments or financial institutions or critical infrastructure or departments of energies. We come from all around, you mm-hmm. know, the industry and the globe, but this is important. And, and so, um, getting people with that mindset, I think, has been um, a, a positive focus on what we do. And by the way, engaging them in that conversation, explaining it to them. You know, the the workforce isn't exactly my age, right? So um, making <laughs> sure that uh, the current workforce and the future workforce that's coming in, that we, we engage on that level. You know, um, Grant, quite quite frankly, I never thought I'd be doing TikToks. Yeah. Uh, I do TikToks today to help explain our, our mission area or, you know, str- yeah. you know, strategy issues um, that I want to make sure people understand or educate the general public on platform. Right. So yeah. these are all components of how we engage and how, ma- how we, how we are making sure um, that we're doing it in, in a way that taps into um, how people understand uh, not only our platform, but, you know, what they can do to succeed here. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I told my kids that uh, I was going to have the opportunity to talk with you. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm thinking maybe what we ought to do is we'll do a little TikTok. And immediately my daughter says, dad, don't be cringy. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't be cringy. <laughs> and so, you know, I got vetoed on that one right away. <laughs> but I'm, I'm fortunate we're, we're both my daughters are, are older uh, and, you know, one's, one's in her teens and, and, and one's in her twenties and yeah. um, they've actually been helpful. You know, they've, uh, they've helped me record a few and it's fun. Sure. It's, a fun it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun family. If you haven't been on platform, one of the things that's really cool is that the platform is a place for families, especially during COVID to come together and do things together. Yeah. And, um, and uh, that's, uh, that's how I've um, actually used the the platform myself. Yeah, no, I think it's fun, and and I think it's you know uh, uh, just a an, a great way 
to communicate and connect. And I love, I saw a little story, in fact, Roland, this morning on the news, and it was about this guy who had aspirations of being a stand-up, right? And, and then COVID hit, and so comedy clubs were not open, and he found TikTok. And now he's got, you know, millions of followers. He does these humorous videos and what i really liked also is it's family fun he said it's there's no cussing no swearing no nothing it's very clean humor he does a lot of green screening and things and um i think it's i think it's terrific i mean who'd have thunk it 30 years ago that you know this kind of stuff would be so pervasive like it is today it's uh it it it's cool though you know um so yeah, let it, me ask it's fun and it's important to to keep you know that in perspective as we're driving this mission and um you know some of the cool stuff we get to do is help you you mentioned families you know our yeah. our family protection programs our uh consumer education programs it's all done by practitioners what's yep. even more cool is that there are a lot of practitioners on platform so there's this other side of tiktok that a lot of people don't know about like edutalk and in book talk and all of hmm. these areas where people come together and, and, and there's some amazing security practitioners out there um, <laughs> that do series on it. And we actually engage them to understand, you know, the best way for us to communicate. So it's, it's really been uh, an interesting learning uh, for me as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me shift to, I, I mean, such an enormous organization, enormous uh, challenges, you know, technology's moving, changing. It, it, the, the landscape is broad and diverse. The threat landscape is huge, as you've already uh, mentioned. What do you look for in a partnership? When you look for a security vendor or partner, what attributes are you looking for? What do you seek out uh, uh, in your ideal security partner? So there's... That's a complex question. I'll try to break it down into a few areas. Um, first is excellence. I mean, they've got to be good at what they do. Um, yeah. at, at the end of the day, we're building best-in-class security risk and privacy capabilities across all of those disciplines. We expect our, our vendors to, to be there, too. We're going to them for a specific reason. Right. Um, the second is they've got to know my business. Um, it's great if you've done it. You know, you're a company that's done X, Y, and Z for another social media company, but we're not a social media company. We're a media company. We're a video platform. We're, we're very different. We're not a social graph, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you haven't done it for me. So understand my business. I think the third uh, most important thing from my point of view is uh, that, that they help have to help us make, you know, that positive change, um, meaning that they have to help us see outside the box we're in. Um, it doesn't matter how, how, how many br bil, uh, brilliant people you have. You, we're all running fast in every company out there, you know, yep. um, especially in the fastest growing, you know, technology company in the globe, right? We're, we're, we're moving fast and we're, we're trying to solve for a lot of things. We need perspective. And so mm. we expect them to help us make a difference through adding that perspective in and, and giving us that experience. Um, so those are three really, really important areas for us that when we're partnering with people, um, we look for, um, you know, the, the normal things of any business partnership, trust, communications, 
um, you don't have those, you don't make your commitments. Um, you know, that's, that's not a good partnership. And that goes by directionally, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, so the quintessential question, I think every global CISO gets asked. And so I have to ask it. And uh, what keeps you up, Roland? What keeps you up at night as you're thinking, you know, you really got things kind of nailed down well, there's got to be that next issue or concern or problem. What, what's really, what do you think about or what haunts you? You know, I, I, get, I get asked the question, Grant, all the time. Um, and I, I think <laughs> it's a lot of things, but um, it's an awesome responsibility, right? Like, you know, mm. we, we, we talked about the mission. We talked about less on East Corner in the internet, but the, those are real things. I mean, this has changed lives that you, you, you talked about a comedian. I mean, I yeah. can point to people, you know, some of the, 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 the X percent of the top um, uh, new music that came out on Billboard last year came off our platform. Culture mm. starts here wow. on TikTok, right? We, we, we're protecting culture around the globe. Mm. Um, mm. And, and, you know, as you, you think about um, this massive platform that has become so important to so many people um, that keeps me up, you know, um, I'm a, I'm a serious practitioner and I'm serious about the work um, that I do and, and the team does. And, and so um, that, that broad sense of awe um, just because we work here, it doesn't change. It, it, mm-hmm. it is, it's truly awe inspiring. Um, and I, and I think the other thing that keeps me up at night is the unknown. Um, you know, the, what do we call it? The shifting threat landscape, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The reality is the bad guys change at the speed that our technology does, which is every yep. day. Right? Yep. They, they watch our controls. They have Intel programs to monitor how we're defending. They track our, our practitioners and what they're talking about online. Like, those things are real. And so ensuring that we have primary, secondary, tertiary programs in place to adjust to those on a consistent basis, you know, that keeps me up. What do we get the risk prioritization wrong? Do we have to go refocus on that? So a lot of the things that I, I, I think about is, is what is the threat? What are our, our defense capabilities and are, are we excelling, accelerating it at the right pace? So, you know, again, operations type, you know, executive that those are the two areas I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and certainly, I mean, we've seen it time and time again, 2020, 2021, these were memorable years with, you know, all kinds of unbelievable things, you know, the supply chain, I think, uh, you know, who'd ever thunk that the company you subscribe to, to get updates to your infrastructure gets exploited and now is updating all of their, uh, uh, you know, customers with with bad stuff i mean it's really difficult out there and and so i hear you i think that's probably the most frightening also when you think about it uh is what haven't you thought about because that you're right they the bad guys have that all they have to do is be right once right we hear that all the time where we have to be right every single time and they're looking at that problem when you've got I'm sure as a business, TikTok has many other issues, concerns, and drivers, and it's not always about security. I know that surely is yours, but I'm just, you know, as a comparison between the two organizations, it's their business, right? Uh, and they're formidable foes. Yeah, I, I, you, it's a perfect point, Grant. You know, we're, 
you know, the security, it, the business doesn't revolve around security, but we have to be an amazing business partner for them, whether it's their strategy, the technology they wanted to take to market, um, a new geo they want to um, understand, a JV they want to develop. What are the implications of, of the programs that we drive that enable them to do that? Do they feel confident operating in a certain part of the world? Can they protect their intellectual property that, you know, that they just spent the last two or three years working on? Like all of those are super important questions all the way down to credentialing of individuals to, you know, the, you know, the insurance of um, high availability of the platforms or the technology they're delivering to market. Those are, those are all business concerns that we play an important part of um, and that we have to be able to explain, show and execute you know, for our part of the business. Well, you know, the one thing, Roland, that I've heard from the get-go is it sounds like security is in the recipe from the get-go with you guys. That That's part of the equation on every product, service, everything that you build. Am I picking that up correctly? Yeah, you're right. They, our, our privacy and security by design programs, um, you know, are, are, are way upstream even from our SDLC process. Hmm. Um, so, you know, how is the product going to be used? What countries will that portion of the product be used in? Who will it be serving? What ages will it be serving? Like all of those things are important to decide the level of protection, the level of privacy and data controls that have to be applied based on jurisdiction before you start developing the product before wow. you start developing. And then you get into the development and as things are going through the CICD pipeline, how are we doing testing and evaluation on that against the committed control requirements, reviews mm-hmm. across security, attorneys, so on and so forth, yep. and then into the SDLC, right? So mm-hmm. that is, you know, it is important here because we don't get it, you know, when, when you don't do it right and it, it goes wide, um, you impact a lot of people. So we're going to do it right. Yeah. When you have 700 million quarterly users, a billion uh, users on an annual basis. Yeah. That does have a significant impact, I would think. Um, So any, you know, secrets uh, here on CISO secrets that you want to share or any enlightenment that maybe you can provide. I mean, I have to uh, comment, Roland, I've just really enjoyed uh, uh, your, you, you have this unique blend, at least I'm picking it up of incredible discipline with a great sense of humor. And I think that uh, those are both admirable qualities. At least that's what I'm picking up. So uh, I, I, any, any, any comments, suggestions, secrets uh, that you can provide? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. 30 years of doing this down to, to, to a couple points. I, I, I'm not sure, Grant. <laughs> I, I will tell you having a sense of humor does help. Um, I, I think um, this is serious, serious work we do. Yeah. Um, it, 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 not just tech talk and it, you know, again, you know, if, whether you work for a manufacturing organization or a financial institution, it, you know, it, it impacts lives. Um, you know, who's at the other end of that keyboard that you're, that you're servicing is, is real. Um, so there's a lot of stress and, and I think understanding 
um, that it, that we're a part of a much bigger process and being able to have some humor um, is is really important. Uh, but I will say, um, and use the word I like to use um, all the time, you know, operational discipline is absolutely important because mm-hmm. the one time we don't do that, the one time that we, you know, we don't execute our process, we don't follow um, the controls and capabilities that we're trying to follow um, uh, for that were designed for a specific reason, things, things go bad. So having that discipline and ensuring that's a part of the ethos of the organization. I think that the, the, the last point is more about leadership uh, than it is about security. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, listening to your troops, you know, I learned um, in, mm-hmm. you know, a long time ago in the military, um, the, the, the greatest leaders that I, I wanted to be like in my career, um, they listened to their people. Um, they trusted in their people. Mm-hmm. You're hiring incredible um, uh, technologists, risk practitioners, you know, uh, you know, digital criminal investigators, whatever you, whoever you're leading. Um, they do this for a living. You do a hundred things an inch deep. They do what they do a mile deep, you know, trust in them um, and have them as part of the discussion and how you design your approach to solving these hard problems. Yeah, I, I um, engaging. Listen, I think the older I've got, the more I know I don't know very much and that uh, a whole lot of other people know a whole lot more. Uh, and you certainly get more out of that. So uh, I, I, I appreciate those comments for sure. You know, one of the things I ponder, it, it, it is extraordinary because you and I both have been in the biz long enough to think about how, you know, this thing called the Internet has evolved to literally be the core backbone for every business on the planet. Right. I mean, in a, in a pattern of uh, 20 or, or 30 years. And that's extraordinary. And as a cloud native born out there, you know, in the wild with uh, everyone to see that is vastly different. I think your point was spot on, but it just is remarkable to me about how critically dependent every business is on the Internet, but how wide open it is to anybody that wants to fiddle with it and you know what I mean? And, and mess with you, you know, um, and it's a little U S centric, but I remember listening um, uh, to uh, one of the directors of the FBI several years ago, talk about um, how the FBI, um, you know, he was in a comparison between how the internet has come of age and how the FBI came about. And, and the FBI essentially came about when the United States opened up their, um, their interstate roadway. Um, there wasn't a need for the FBI before that because you had local and state police that handled things. But once you had uh, cross commerce, you had interstate travel, um, things got right. very, very complex uh, yep. in the Republic. So um, they, they created this, this, this capability called the FBI. And that took a whole bunch of years to get to, right? You think about right. when this country started. Think about the 20 years, the only the 20 years it took to really develop a fully integrated ecosystem of, <laughs> of, of the digital internet yeah. globally. Extraordinary. And, extraordinary. And, and governments can't do it alone. Businesses has to, have to do it themselves. And, and so we have to think about when you, what, what is our 
threat surface or what is the potential, you know, where, where could people do harm from? It's, it's, it's not just the city you're in or the state you're in or the yeah. county you're in or, it, or, or just the United States. It's global. When you're plugged into that internet, you're dealing yep. with global issues. So yep. by default, even if you're the CISO, CSO, CIO, CRO of a, you know, medium side U.S. only based healthcare company, yep. you're a global CISO by default. And you have right. to think about your job in those contexts. Yeah, boy, that is so spot on. I, I think that, uh, you know, I've used loose analogies, Roland, for years. And it's, you know, the Internet, I think in its original design, I kind of liken it to Woodstock, you know. I mean, come <laughs> on. And, and now everyone expects the opera, <laughs> you know, uh, formal with proper dress code. And, hey, you're in my seat. Um, and, and, and we're still using the same internet. So it, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting journey. This, this clash of, uh, the good and evil almost, right. As it continues to evolve in this new world. Well, let's, let's look at it as good and the defenders are good. And I, I think that puts all people in the right mindset because I hear, here. I mean, uh, from from enabling people that couldn't do their own businesses before to having amazing careers and, a, and an amazing ability to, you know, take their community to new heights, um, to your point, uh, you know, starting their own business um, right. on on TikTok or whatever other platform and, and yep. doing amazing well and living their their best life through their dreams. That's what our jobs are about. And that's uh, what I get to get up and do every day. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, hey, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time out and being on CISO Secrets and chatting with us. I really appreciate it. I've heard some great stuff, and I know the audience is really going to appreciate hearing your words, too. So thank you very, very much. Well, thanks, Grant, for having me and looking forward to the next time we chat. Terrific. Ladies and gentlemen, Another amazing episode of CISO Secrets in the Books with Roland Cloutier, the Global Security Officer for TikTok. Uh, wow, what an amazing uh, discussion. Uh, it was really terrific. Thank you all very, very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the program. If so, share it, tell your friends like it and subscribe and we'll look forward to having you back on the next episode thanks very much thank you for listening make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and colleagues